Does it still feel vulnerable? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the amount of courage, it, if I can reflect back the amount of courage that you're feeling vulnerable and doing it still, I feel like it's a really big deal. Yeah. I need to, I need to sit with that a lot more in appreciation um, for that. Cause I'll have moments where I'm just like, I really want to speak to this and I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then they sit in my drafts for so long. And then, but I also don't want to be a cog to the algorithm in a sense, cause I just want to be there like authentically. Mm -hmm. um, cause I had at first, I was like, oh, okay, let's do the little voiceover, silly talk over memes or like reels. And they didn't feel good at all. I just mm. felt stupid. And, um, but that was me like trying to make this page and like trying to figure it out. But I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Um, and speaking with my therapist and stuff, we were just like, be you. Welcome to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where we delve into the depths of our inner selves, uncovering authenticity and transformation. Join us for enlightening conversations on breathwork, self-discovery, and the profound journey within. I'm your host, Josh Perry, joined by the delightful Hannah Oxley. Let's begin. We have beautiful Meg with us. Yeah. <laughs> So excited to be here, here. I followed you on Instagram like a while ago. I've been on this. I noticed one day that I followed like 3000 people and I'm like, oh my gosh, like why? Like, how am I even getting like, who knows the al algorithm is giving <laughs> certain things. So I'm like on this, like unfollowing spree. And then every time there's a new round of pause breathwork people I get a bunch of follows or I start following other people and so I'm like very uh, conscious about who I'm following and I like as soon as I saw some of your reels I was like I need to follow this girl I need these <laughs> these messages from her so you are thank one you. of my favorites by oh, far thank you so much for that thank Absolutely. you yeah and is it learning true that did Josh did Josh told me that did Mel Robbins repost one of yours? Uh, we I had commented on stuff and she was writing like we were going back in the comments. Oh, cool! So I was like, oh, like <laughs> I actually so I love her and I've actually had a couple, so I was like personally like doing like screenshots and like saving them for myself to be like, oh, like it was just like a little moment. Not that I was like pedestaling, but it right. was just like a. Like, oh, there's a reach. There's my reach. Like, right. so. And now we're all on that even playing ground. Like, and you, as, that's what I love about that. Um, can I find my words today? That Instagram, just in general, of that platform. Like, you can talk to, you know, if sometimes I, I've messaged Kathy Heller and she's answered me and I'm always like, oh, oh. <laughs> but same oh. thing. Like, I'm not trying to put them up on a pedestal or anything, but it's like, we're all in the space. We all get to be here and it's such a gift to be present with. And, and those two people in, in particular, Kathy Heller and Mel Robbins are such, you know, grounding down to earth people that I'm sure they would say the same thing that we're all just people. 
yeah all and she spread the same yeah message. all our own like light and beacon that we're trying to to spread out into the world let's listen to her this one I <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. love that well <laughs> so if you want to take a second to just introduce yourself <clears throat> however that feels right for you and I'd love to hear oh okay um well I'm Meg and I am part of, well, I am the owner of Rediscovering Breathwork. I developed that after the cohort at Pause and uh, sharing it with Josh. And um, it was more uh, coming to that as rediscovering me after like two years of a lot of um, medical health and a lot of uh, journey through that and um, and life journeys coming through and it was just the rediscovering. And so that's where it started and then developed from there of just trying to be mindful each day. Um, but I am a mom, stay at home mom, and I do pause uh, breath work and breathing practices on my own and everything just from, from my home and or from my car. <laughs> I love that. Beautiful. So we like to hear people's stories, their journey. And um, so Deeper Awareness is the name of the podcast. It's, it's the self-discovery. It's the spiritual awakening. It's the journey within. And so we'd love to hear your journey you know, just how life looked as you were going along. And then for you, what that looked like, it sounds like there were multiple things that happened. And then, you know, I just love the, the idea of rediscovering. I, I think that's, that speaks a lot to me, you know, and it's been an inward journey for me to rediscover and to uncover and to throw away conditions and beliefs that weren't mine. And so with all of that, just start us off wherever makes sense for you so that we can understand you. Okay. Real quick. And uh, I think more so it was um, the starting off point was the medical journey, um, finding out a lot of times being gaslit, medically gaslit a lot. Um, and not not everyone's like that. I found a great group of doctors and a great team. Um, but it was really hard, especially with women's health. And um, I was just having a lot of issues, um, fluctuations of weight, but I was losing my hair. I was like, my skin was bad. I wasn't eating. And then I was, I was thrown up. It was off and on and then it was like wow even doing that I wasn't even losing weight it was a lot and um figuring out and just knowing this was when I was starting to be like oh well the world says I'm fine or the world says this and this or I should be feeling this way and I'm not um I had this knowing that I was starting to listen to that my body was like something's not right mm. like something's off and I was like learning to hear that and learning to become my own advocate 
And damn, that can be scary, especially when you're like, I didn't go to medical school. Um, But then starting your own research and then trying to find what it could be, it led me to finding out that I had hypothyroid and that I wasn't getting my numbers checked properly and to see how bad they were on some of the scales because you'll only be measured like some doctors just do like two of them and they don't do the whole the whole scale. And then to find out from there um, that I had PCOS, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And that gave a lot of answers as to so many more uh, things in my past, um, birth losses, or like regularity, hypothyroid, weight fluctuations, the whole nine. And it's not even um, one thing. There's so many things that, that could be, but if they're overlooked. Um, but to really start advocating uh, for that was when I started to find my own like inner megaphone in a sense, and to be like, I hear you, like, I know I'm going to, I'm going to fight for the right test, or I'm going to listen to what my body told me, like, oh, everyone's like, oh, you should be fine with this. But then I wasn't feeling fine, or eating a certain way, it wasn't right for my body, and for my metabolism, and all that stuff. Um, No one's one, one cookie cutter, right? So to really feel into that, and listen to my own, like, inner ingredients, I guess, um, mm-hmm. is what really started to lead my path. And it also led to a lot of answers, but also led to a lot of like some other surgeries and uh, exploratory and going through. And so, and then redefining myself that way and being a mom, but then lots of scars on my stomach from so many surgeries and removals and stuff um, and embracing that. And that led to, me starting to really find myself and my voice and to then share that um, with other women who didn't feel seen, especially in like the medical, um, medical way. And with that, that led to finding my own inner tribe and to people who I could go to and talk to when I maybe didn't feel good or didn't feel right. Um, and then from there, that led me into, uh, with my therapist, doing more breath work. And I was always drawn to it, but didn't know why for the longest time. Um, but my mom had worked in anesthesia back in the day. And she was always doing like kind of guided hypnosis with me, even when I had anxiety. So I was finding comfort when I was coming back to breath work. And I was like, this is what allowed me that release. Um, so that was, it was like it was there. So like how you, we had discussed where you're rediscovering. So I'm rediscovering that Meg that did feel the goodness, but I'm also finding the parts that were like, that wasn't me. And I tried to, tried it and didn't fit. But also finding my own um, path within it. And that's what like pause. Um, and also during that time, like right before pause, um, but I was doing breath work. Um, just on my own, but I also had, I think it's hard. Um, I found out that I was pregnant, but um, it was unviable. And so, and I was also really becoming healthy again and immediately was getting so ill 
like deathly ill. And I didn't know why. And when we found out, um, there was just, it was not going well and, um, had to do a TFMR, um, and these are hard to talk about, but a termination for medical reasons. Mm. And um, especially with with my past, with speaking to women's health, and um, a lot of that, it was trying to find my tribe in that again, because um, a lot of them aren't heard or seen. And uh, so doing that was really what led me to be like, I have to, I have to go and this is my path and led me to find my like really true inner healing and self-discovery. Um, I feel like that's a whole other <laughs> episode um, that day um, and how that, how that day went. Um, but yeah, that was a, a life-changing um, moment and one I sit with every day. Um, I don't say I, I have regrets, but I have I have heaviness. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be a rock that's always going to be with me that I hold um, grief, and I'll always have that. But um, it's also I look to it as not a burden of weight. Um, this grief. But it's also its own like igniting flame mm. that keeps me going. And I'm not just doing it for me. I'm doing it for my loss and I'm doing it for the future Meg and to be the mom to my daughter. And because um, she could have lost me. And so that was really eye opening too. And just doing it for others to also know that they're not alone on that. But it's just been a, it's a weight you learn to feel. Mm. Uh, and that's what led me to finding my own path and cr creating rediscovering breath work. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Thank you. Thank you for um, allowing the space. It's getting better to talk about. <laughs> Some days it's not. Yeah. And those ebb, those ebb and flow. Because there's so many layers to that. I resonate with the medical stuff myself because I was sharing this with Josh just recently about how like you do, you trust that doctors are telling you exactly what you should be doing and becoming your own advocate. It sounds simple, but it is so not. <laughs> it's so hard to stick up for yourself and because you've put all of your trust into what the doctors are supposed to know and everything and then really pushing and almost having arguments with them mm -hmm. is from some coming from I'm grew up just, just being a yes like whatever you say sir and whatever and people pleasing and all that stuff to having to try to convince them of your own mm -hmm. body when they're not listening and it, it, that is on its own the most frustrating thing and mm -hmm. so there's just so many layers underneath that that you clearly continue to keep fighting through so i honor you for all of that and coming out on the other side and having all that strength and wisdom thank you it gets yeah it gets heavy when you're trying to 
uh, be heard, especially when it's like medical Mm-hmm. And you're already like you're not at your best in your chronic illness, and um, so when you when you are speaking, you are like, okay, this is the flame that's coming out, and it's, this is what's igniting me, and this is gonna stay true, and just let that let that stay, and it's like authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, within your own self, like even that's when you start to hear that little inner inner inner, inner intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, just letting you know, and yeah, you're, you're your biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know, on days when you don't feel it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like I look back to that time where I was so sick and with so much gratitude because I didn't know I was so disconnected from my intuition until I was forced to notice it and listen to it, and but it's it's just such a building of that relationship of like is that what I want is that my intuition is that what the doctors are trying to say to me trying to identify where all those different voices are coming from and then just knowing your own truth and sticking with it yeah and then finding community because it's like you don't realize too like I was going through life just thinking I was fine on my own living life and didn't realize how much I needed community and it's, it's like you unfortunately have to go through those darkest depths to realize what's important in life and community is one of those big important things yeah it's like the the dark depths but then you you see who's reaching out to get you out of like that that mud Mm. I wasn't alone Mm -hmm. Uh, there are others who saw me on the other side and yeah you still have your own mud path but you have others that walk with you so exactly with the gaslighting what did that what did that look like and what did that feel like and was that part of because i think we can all relate in different aspects of life this happening and then could you speak us through that to where you finally got to where because at some point you have to determine oh this is my truth and what he's sharing or she is not accurate. Can you just kind of talk us through that? Definitely. Um, I, uh, right when you said the gaslighting and can you speak that, um, learning like parts work, that part in me was like, yeah, go speak up about that. Like, and I was like, I know, like, I hear you. We'll, we'll talk. But like, that little part in me was like, oh, <laughs> like I still have a grudge on that one. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Um, but it, um, <laughs> I had to speak to that for a moment, just to let them know that they were heard. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, just being told, like I had, and I know people and their bodies, they fluctuate, especially women, um, hormonally wise. And then especially when you put on the pill and whatnot. Um, but I had gained just to a point where I was not, I was like, I feel like unhealthy. I don't even know how this just happened. And a doctor was like, well, it's just, it's just how you're going to be. Uh, look at the rest of the people in your family. And I was like, but the rest of the pe- people in my family aren't like this. So that's where I was like, first off, like, okay, I am going to look at hereditary and I am going to look at that and see that's not matching. And um, so I left them uh, pretty quickly. Um but then when I 
just speaking to it was just feeling not heard for a really long time like that. And, or it was, oh, okay, just uh, work out and eat this. It's like, okay, I did. I did. And I was, I logged it and I, everything to the T to where it developed an eating disorder. Mm. And um, a lot of people also with PCOS don't, um, aren't seen that way because you will develop an eating disorder because of how you're trying to be told. So that was also something that I was struggling with, but I don't look the part of someone who has an eating disorder. Um, but that's, that's not true. And that was a whole thing trying to battle as well. Um, and then just, I guess my, I'm Gen X meets millennial, zenial, I guess, but with the way the world was back then too, trying to fit and meet that norm. Um, that's even how doctors were trying to shape you. Like I had to look one certain way and it wasn't the exception of inclusion of I'm four eleven. Like I only have so much for where things to go. So, but I have a sister who's five, eight. And so it's like, if she's got longer, it's she's going to eat the same meal, but it's going to be different because of metabolism and to not be heard that way too was, was really hard. And um, yeah, you just learn to just go from, it went to a point where I was going from appointment to having another appointment already ready at another place for a second opinion or a third opinion. Not that I wanted it to meet my standards, but I wanted to hear other options that I didn't feel were just being fed from figure one mm. and that's it. And so doing that allowed me to be like, okay, I can hear opinions and um, degrees of other ways that they want to help me and not it being one set way because that's what that one thinks, um, which then led me to be like, I can build my own team that's actually hearing me and it, that is okay to do. Um, and then even during that time, and I was a people pleaser. So it was like, I would print out everything and show them like, this is the da da or ask, I need more of these blood tests done. I want this one checked. They're like, why? Like, cause this doesn't feel right. Like I'm losing my eyebrows. I'm, I'm losing my eyelashes. That's not normal. So, um, something like that, something that minor, um, to speak to that and to fight for it starts to allow that little part of you being like, like standing with you, like you have your little groupie inside um, helping you and it starts to get better and easier. It's still hard when you're like, and it gets really defeating. But some days I'm like, oh, I didn't feel heard. All right, well, then tomorrow. We're going to sit with my body and see what it says and then tomorrow. And then I have the proof and I'll document it and stuff like that. There's, there's so much here. Um, <laughs> and I'm hearing this masculine uh, way of being and thinking from the medical whatever, where you're going to them to be, to be fixed ultimately. Mm. 
And so that's kind of, you know, as a man, I'm like, that's my job. I'll fix you. And then you're, you're saying you weren't heard. And Hannah and I on previous episodes have talked about all these universal human needs and that a lot of times it, it feels like the physicians or the doctors or the lab people are trained into just working from their brain mm. and there's no heart. And it feels like we have that backwards when we're working, especially somebody coming where they're feeling vulnerable, uncertain, and, and lost. And ill, just like, I remember just feeling so sick and just like desperate for relief and with all mm-hmm. those things. So sorry. Yes. On top, on top of all of that. So if in meta, medical training, <laughs> should there be like an empathy class, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, like hear them first, like when they come in, say, Oh my gosh, this must be so troubling. This must be so challenging. Can you share like what's going on inside your heart as you're trying to find these answers? I wonder how much just healing takes place from that, where, where you feel seen, where you feel understood. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. Well, there's no. the, the phrase bedside manner, right? Mm-hmm. That you're supposed to be able to comfort people. And I am actually going to see my holistic doctor right after this. And she, every time I leave there, I just feel better just being in her presence. So I fully agree and believe that you can just feel better by somebody listening to you and hearing what you're going through because when I'm, I've been trying to find a primary care person forever because I, and I just keep going through them. Like I can't find the right one because I go in there and they just have the list and they're trying to check you off. And I just want to sit down where somebody is actually like, how are you doing today? Like looking at you in your eyes instead of just like trying to go through now. Um, do you drink? Do you smoke? Do you like all these things that you all of a sudden are already feel shame because you're like, I smoked some pot like last month, like whatever, you know, instantly feel shame. So you don't feel open and comfortable enough, safe enough to actually express what you're there for, what you, what you want to ask for help for. Yeah, very much so. And, and like speaking to that where you're like, oh, you checked off this or I checked off that I did this. Well, you said you like moderately drink. That may be why you're tired. I'm like, but I didn't till like a wedding, like three months ago, like, and it's, it's like stuff like that, that you're trying to, and I'm like, like with what we've learned to just be present and like hold that space. Like it's almost like an absorption of taking in what someone said to be like, okay, we're going to feel that together and figure out what, what that is. But instead it's not that it's like, oh, oh, I heard one thing I can, I can mark that off. Like, oh, I can hear, hear one thing and then I was never heard. Mm-hmm. So it feels layered here. Like we're not bashing mm-hmm. the doctors. It seems like a societal problem that we're living from our minds so much that we don't know. We've lost the ability to connect on a human level. 
and to truly hear. And I would guess from that place of connection and community and hearing and safety, intuition of the doctor and of the patient would probably work in tandem to come up with a solution specific to you or you or me. But then money comes into it too. Mm. Mm -hmm. And lack of study, especially to women. Okay. Can you talk more about that? Um, a lot of the studies as well have mostly been done on, on men. Mm. So there's so much that's still being figured out. Like, um, like there's so much to just go on about endometriosis. I was just going to say is, that. That is still, like one of my true best friends, she uh, is an endo warrior and speaks to it. And uh, she's part of my light. She's part of the ones that like, reached out in the puddle of mud. Um, but there's just so much unknown. And then they'll be like, oh, with this, like, you think you, and that's still why I have a lot of scars. Cause my one doctor still thinks I could be like suffering from endometriosis, but you need a skilled eye to see it. Mm. I mean, it could be, and it's not just in your, in your uterus. It can be in your colon. It could be in when one, my one doctor said he saw it in the brain. So it's, Stuff like that, you, you have to be able to see it. And so you need an endo specialist, preferably, to be able to find it. And it's hard to be seen. It's hard to get in. And it's not that so many doctors do have the heart and they and the love and they want to give. But then you throw in insurance. And then you throw in all the legalities of just trying to get through to get that. It That in itself becomes defeating sometimes more than just the gaslit. Mm -hmm. healing which you're like why like yeah it's like you need a referral in order to see this person and if you don't have the referral then you can't see them and it's just like and, and it's not, not until nine months right exactly exactly oh it's so frustrating yeah so i've heard this idea of sacred rage do you know about this not not off the top of me so i'm not the sacred rage expert just a caveat and it feels like there's a piece if you if you blend anger with love that's what sacred rage would feel like inside and it would be this um it's like enough mm. It, it's no, it's hear me, but it's, it's from a place of, I deserve this. I, you know, it's, this is my life. Hear me. And it's this sacred rage of, is that coming across? Yeah. And I, I can feel moments in my life where I felt that okay. when you speak to it. Okay. So. So if we gave your sacred rage part, the mic right now, when it comes to um, being heard with your life experience and your journey, could, could, does it feel comfortable to just let that part have some space to, to be heard right now?
Ja, helt sikkert. Nej. Ja, det er like this. Authentic defiance. That's not malevolent or anything. Mm-hmm. But just a, like, a, no. Like, like, I am done. And um, that has definitely come up strongly within these past two years um, with health and life. Um, yeah, family, even having that um, sacred rage come out to speak to family, um, partners. But it's knowing when to give the mic with your vulnerability, um, giving it knowing that it's all for protection and not a protection that's going to hide you, but a protection that's speaking for your path and for um, the higher you. It's it's almost like higher you is there just pissed off. Like, mm. just kind of like, okay, like, but this isn't going to, I'm not going to fall for this anymore. Mm. Like you, I know you, I know that you're better than this. I know that you deserve better than this. And it's when that advocate inside comes to you and you're like, okay, you can advocate, but now you need to, you need to say that out loud now. And, and that can get real scary allowing it because it could teeter to rage and it's knowing and staying in that true authenticity to not let something um, topple it either which way. But when you stay constant and true with it, that's where I think the, the sacredness just stays with allowing it and expressing it, but not diminishing it at all. And it seems like some of that is speaking for those that don't have a voice yet. Because mm-hmm. we've all been there. That, yep. For those that don't have a voice yet, for you that didn't have a voice before. Um, yeah, it's like, it's their leading. I, analogies again. But it's their leading with like, it's, it's like torch while you have those that can't speak it or those that are feeling it that don't know how to voice it yet and little you back there catching up like no this is what i talked about um it's just staying with that torch and and going through (laughs) do you remember a moment or was it not a moment where that voice started to gain momentum or courage or strength? Um, when I first started my journey with my mentor and therapist, um, I started to really hear it. 
um, and like guided hypnosis, like went through like a cave and I was like, Ooh, there it is. Um, and also being a, I'm a twin. And so a lot of times in life you're compared. Mm. So to finally feel like I'm going to speak for me, um, a lot of that was coming up into everything when I was hearing it. Um, and then when I had to have my termination was when it got real loud and um, led the charge. Um, and I don't try to, I don't try to pick sides or anything. I grew up Irish Catholic, um, but there's beliefs there um, that would not agree with what, what I had to do. Um, and to just stay in my truth, knowing that women like me and, or even not my situation, but just that I, that sacred rage had to be there and spoken. And mine was done the week before the Supreme court made their ruling. So, um, that next week, a lot, a lot turned because I looked at my daughter and I thought, wow, I was going to die. And because of that decision. Um, and that really got the ball rolling on the staying true and knowing what was my truth and knowing what was needed and needed for my family, even though it was something I never wanted to make that decision for ever or wish on anyone. But knowing that I will still speak to my truth and not have others and or the world come down and degrade me for it. And I will hold my strength in that and my strength for others to not be degraded by that decision. So that's the, that's the loudest one. Mm. when it was like, <laughs> like yeah, I'm oh. that. <laughs> yeah. you're a real gift Meg oh. real gift <laughs> so Meg with your Instagram um, presence, mm. would you be open to just sharing? Because when I feel your reels, I'm like, oh, here's another one. And my heart <laughs> opens, my heart softens. And I, I feel so seen by you. And you have no idea what I've gone through. Somehow your heart just knows what my heart needs to see or hear. And so I feel like there's a there's a gift in your essence that, that you're projecting outward. 
whether you know it or not. And I keep sharing your stuff and you're like, thank you. And I'm like, I, I don't think she knows what she's doing for the world. I'm going to be like the messages. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they just kind of, they started as just me being like, this was what I needed to hear. Um, so I may as well try to say it. Um, and I just, they get me, uh, some of them get me pretty emotional because they're, I want to make it to where I'm not just like, hey, you guys, everyone's asking me, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to, I want to be able to just be like you in the screen, but you're not there. Like, the screen's not there. Um, and I want to try to talk that way. And it's usually just a moment that has come across, um, within the past few days is something that I'm like, oh, I could really speak to that. Mm. Like, oh, my heart got real full on that one. I'm going to, I'm going to speak to this, um, or just seeing it like with everything out in the world right now. Um, and that has been in the world that sometimes we still don't see. Um, just speaking to it and being there, even if it's just for one minute, for 29 seconds. Um, it allows that pause because you're always scrolling. So I hope that I hope that they come across as how you said, and that it's allowing someone to be seen and heard, even if it's just for that little brief moment. Or even if it's just for the, hey, or the, you got this, which, yeah, which I'm glad I did that because I have like 30 takes of me going, <laughs> <laughs> and I can never, and I'm like, oh man, I can't get my blink right or wink right. So, yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate those words about, about what you say about them. So thank you. Because mm. sometimes the inner critic gets real loud. Mm. And it's like, oh, like here she goes again, posting another reel. Um, but to me, they're something that I can do quick, not, not quickly, but be like, I can do this. Today. Like, I'm a mom. I have this. So I have my schedule very limited at certain times of the week to where I can't take a call to help someone or or anything like that. So it's moments like that where I'm like, OK, on the drive to Target. I feel this in my heart. We're going to say it. And, and so I'll do that. Was the first one. It, it feels vulnerable to, I mean, you're to the point now where you're, you've done many. <laughs> Does it still feel vulnerable? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the amount of courage it, if I can reflect back the amount of courage that you're feeling vulnerable and doing it still, I feel like it's a really big deal. Yeah, I need to, I need to sit with that a lot more in appreciation um, for that. Cause I'll have moments where I'm just like, I really want to speak to this and I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then they sit in my drafts 
for so long. And then, but I also don't want to be a cog to the algorithm in a sense, because I just want to be there like authentically. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I had at first, I was like, Oh, okay, let's do little voiceover, silly talk over memes or like reels. And they didn't feel good at all. I just mm. felt stupid. And, um, but that was me like trying to make this page and like trying to figure it out. But I was like, Oh, this doesn't feel right. Um, and speaking with my therapist and stuff, we were just like, be you. And so with that, but then sometimes, yeah. Um, like how Mars in our, uh, class would say it's itty bitty shitty committee mm. in there and sometimes it's like keep those in the trash I'm not gonna post that mm. <laughs> and i'm like but i want to and i see the message in them um and i was actually just talking about that with a friend earlier that i'll post them on days that i had just had a huge cry or not not post but i'll make them and then post it or i have um like OCD and I'll skin pick. That's another thing I'm still struggling with. And so that'll be present in those. But to me, I'm like, that doesn't matter. It's the message that I want to get through. Um, and so I, I, I love my page for that, for getting someone to feel seen or heard, even if it's just for that 30 seconds. So I'm going to record one so that I can be in inside your head too as a cheerleader that just how inspiring you have been. And I feel like I'll hear you say it and then I'm like, okay, yes, I'll keep going. And then like six minutes later, I've forgotten and I, I need to go back and hear it again. So keep doing it. Mm-hmm that our minds get in the way our hearts our hearts remember but it's like your heart speaking to my heart then i'm like oh yeah okay i'll keep going i'm glad that they they land and that they they reach that way because it is my heart going out so that's yeah so a lot of times i'll grab like my chest right here and that's um it's me like sending my my love out mm-hmm. how old is your daughter now she's gonna be five on halloween Aww. so yeah i'm excited <laughs> he's I, she, i'm trying to figure out like what to do like she's off and on like costume wise and wants to do a costume, but I never know what she wants to be. But almost everything ends up being cat. So it may be like a chicken cat <laughs> or something like that. Like where it's like, it's a chick, it's a cat, but it's dressed as a chicken. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll figure it out. But <laughs> yeah, like her cars are like cat cars. Like they, <laughs> instead of room, they've room, but then they go, yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's adorable. <laughs> well, let's um cover where people can find you. Oh, um, I have my Instagram account, which is Rediscovering Meg, 
rediscovering underscore Meg underscore. Um, and I also have rediscoveringbethwork.com. That's my website where you can schedule or exclude that. And what's your preferred, uh, as far as breathwork facilitating, what does that look like for you when working with people? I really enjoy, um, I really enjoy the meditative, um, and the integrative as well. Uh, because sometimes when you like my reels, sometimes you just need that moment in the car. And so if you have that moment where you can just have a quick half an hour phone call, um, and it, and continuously when we practice, it doesn't even have to be that long, but to be able to drop into the integrative breath for just a small amount of time to just on your, on your break. I really like those to where it's just kind of helped clear some of the dust bunnies that were in your way that day. And it allows you to still see what you need forward. I really, really enjoy those. And I really enjoy group and just seeing everyone just have their own releases and not still be tied to anyone. Mm. Like it's still their journey, still their journey. Mm, I love that too. I could see you being just with all that you've gone through. I can see just the dots, you know, connecting for you to hold space in a, in a very uniquely and feels sacred way. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm working on my path to hold more space and, and be the space for, for others. You're doing it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so we like to give our guests the opportunity to share a message with the world. So if you had one thing that in this moment you just wanted to send out, what would that be? I don't want to sound cliche, but it's like a, you got this. Like, <laughs> um, and that just came out one day. I was sitting on the steps with my dog. And it just kind of came out and I looked at my phone. And it's just... Yeah, that one step at a time and just, yeah, that's what I want to like send out to know that, and there's someone still back there going, I'm <laughs> cheering them on. So you're just, you're not alone and there is compassion in the world. Um, and to, especially now seeing it, like Mr. Rogers says, like, find the helpers. So, and even when you don't even see them, um, they are there. Mm. And, and you are one also that to others that don't know it. And that there's so much love to give in everybody. And yeah, and you got it. You got the love inside you and you you got the love that people are giving you. So in so many more ways than one. Yeah, it's all inside. Everything you need. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. This was a real 
real honor. Cherish this. Thank you for this. It felt felt cleansing. Mm-hmm. Even though I do speak to it here and there. Um, but to sit with it and speak with it. And yeah. It's a it's a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. There's something very powerful in sharing your story. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. I would like that. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Um, um, I don't have the dates for anything coming up yet, but my story, um, it was selected to be in a book that, um, moms all had part in writing a chapter um so i don't have any details on that being done yet but they want to make it the world record of most authors in one book and it's the story of moms and or just like motherhood in general and so it's going to be with all races religions um diagnoses everything adoption to to loss to birth to like multiples um, and so my story will be in that, but I only could have like a little segmented amount to speak to. Um, that's why I was like, oh, that's a cool work <laughs> to like talk about that day. Um, and so that's what that's going to be is that day, the decision and the day of it being done is going to be in that, mm. but I don't have any other details on that. <laughs> mm. Well, when that gets closer, we're happy to have you on to kind of announce that, like the oh, sales of the book yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to find out more on that yet. I know everything's at the editor. That's all hmm. we know right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm in, it's funny, I just got my, this came in the mail today. I'm in this woman's collective and um, we were all asked to write our stories. I didn't feel ready to write mine and I just felt like it wasn't, my story's not done yet. Um, mm. there, there's a lot of people who are putting their stories in. So I kind of just took a step back, but I just ordered my copy and I just got it in the mail today. And so it's, it's about like, I think it's about 20 women um, all sharing their stories. So it's, I think that is just so powerful. And I love seeing that more people are doing that because it is, it's just like a couple pages per person, nothing, nothing, you know, too long or, but it's just so like, women coming together to, speak their truth yeah and just to know that when you flip through those pages you won't be alone mm-hmm. exactly it's part of it's a part of me in that book mm-hmm. like even though i didn't write it but they spoke to that too and it's really well, i'm glad that you're in a collective that does that too yeah that's <laughs> we are all one yes we are very powerful yeah thank you Meg thank you thanks thank you for listening to the deeper awareness podcast where the journey of self-discovery and inner growth continues to unfold we hope this episode has ignited a spark within you and inspired you to embrace a more conscious and authentic existence by looking within If you enjoyed today's conversation, 
be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes where we'll continue to explore the transformative power of breathwork and emotional healing. Continue the conversation and stay connected with us on Instagram. Follow at Deeper Awareness Podcast to receive daily inspiration, valuable tips, and updates on our latest episodes and offerings. We'd love to hear your thoughts and insights from today's show, so feel free to share them in the comments below or tag us in your posts. Your engagement and feedback mean the world to us as we strive to continue to create content that resonates and empowers our incredible community. Together, we can continue exploring the depths of consciousness, fostering genuine connections, and supporting each other on our transformative journeys. This episode is brought to you by You Belong Breathwork, your destination for transformative healing and self-discovery. At You Belong Breathwork, we believe in the power of breath to unlock the deepest parts of ourselves, leading to profound insights and a greater sense of connection and belonging. Whether you're seeking emotional healing, a deeper connection with yourself, or a path to authenticity, our breathwork sessions, retreats, and coaching programs are designed to guide you on this transformative journey. Our experienced facilitators are here to hold space for you as you explore the depths of your consciousness and discover the infinite potential within. Visit youbelongbreathwork.com to explore our offerings and download a free guided breathwork session. Thank you for being a part of our deeper awareness community. Stay connected, stay curious, and may you embrace your true essence with love and compassion. Goodbye for now, and see you in the next episode.